you ready? Get ready to smash through a table, throw up the ropes, and come begging back for more. In this corner, we have Adrian Headache Heaven, and in that corner is Nick Powerhouse Clown. Ready? I hope so. Hi, Seamlift listeners. This is our fourth installment of the Ringmasters podcast, where myself, Adrian Headache Heaven, and I'm Nick Powerhouse Potter. And we are going to discuss some of the latest events um, in professional wrestling, from NXT to Monday Night Raw, looking forward to Fastlane and ultimately WrestleMania. So let's get right to it, Nick. Um, we had NXT a couple days ago. NXT TakeOver, their big uh-huh. show. Wow, was it great. Basically from top to bottom. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of anticipation going into this. So. Oh, yeah. Started Definitely. off with uh, Hideo Itami and Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. You know, not not a necessarily spectacular match, but it was definitely a strong opener. Uh, Itami won. Maybe it's furthering their rivalry. There's not a whole lot to say about there. It's sure. a pretty uh, typical opening match. Okay. After that was Baron Corbin and Bull Dempsey. Now, mm. let's say I'm telling you there is a no disqualifications match. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, I expect steel chairs, uh, mm-hmm. broken tables. Um, you know, fighting in the and getting into the audience. You know. Um, yeah, we didn't get basically any of that. None I of think that. There was maybe like one chair shot. Yeah. Tops, but almost all of the match happened inside of the ring so there's so that nothing was, that would disqualify anybody really no, it seemed yeah. like they added a stipulation on it just for the sake of having one there yeah that was kind of my same criticism i don't know if you like back in the day when uh you know the invasion ecw mm-hmm. and uh rob van dam you know oh, one of yeah. the biggest one of the biggest ecw stars but then became the hardcore champion took away the 24-hour rule that crash Elliott had and basically yeah. every hardcore championship match was just five-star frog splash and that was it mm-hmm. um you know, really took the wind out of the sails when you get a huge ECW star like that in the WWF ring. Um, put the belt on him. I mean, same thing here. When, when you set up a no DQ match, use it. That is, that is, you know, building a lot of anticipation for a match. I mm-hmm. mean, some of the greatest fights of all time have been no disqualification. I think about Undertaker and Triple H at oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. I think that was 18. Or just like every Mick Foley match. Yeah, basically. I mean, when you put that stipulation on there, especially when it's so open ended to be no DQ, mm-hmm. you know, and anything can happen, um, you really got to deliver and. Sounds like they didn't really do much. No, it was it was a it was a big disappointment, but I guess that's why it went second on the bill. Okay. Uh, after that, we added a, a tag title match: Murphy oh, and Blake uh, using the or defending the rematch clause against the Lucha Dragons. Okay. Who did not get it back, which really strongly leads me to believe that Callisto is moving up sure. with Sankara to the main roster. Oh uh, yeah, we've been talking about that for a while. This Lucha Dragons being groomed for the main uh, main scene up in the tag team division mm-hmm. at WWE. Uh, obviously, WWE Tag Team Division has been taking a lot of NXT, you know, for, with Ascension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, really needs someone to breathe more light into. Mm-hmm. You know, those Matadors were kind of cool, but, you know, the, all that's kind of over with, you know, 3 Real MD. stale. So it's just getting kind of old right now, and um, it'll be good to see Lucha Dragons move up. I um, think they'll definitely give breathe, a more color. breathe some new life into the division, and yeah. that is what they need right now for sure. Absolutely. Now, up next, while not necessarily the biggest match of the night, mm-hmm. was by far my favorite of the night. Adrian Neville and Finn Balor for the number one contendership yeah. for the NXT title. So tell us what was so spectacular about this match. I think we, we talked in passing before this, and, and you were just floored by this. I mean, you know, obviously Adrian Neville's the high flyer, mm-hmm. Finn Balor more of a, more of a brawler. Um, yeah, but... So how did those two combinations meet? Oh, well, I mean, Finn Balor still, uh, if you get him on the top rope, he's got some moves there, too. Cool. They're both uh, more... 
kick oriented which is okay. just a style that i like more a martial bit more arts. often like if you show me someone with a real strong super kick i'm into them 100 oh, yeah. percent. oh yeah Dolph ziggler sean michaels anyone with a great kick i'm all mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and just the action as soon as well here we go entrances finn balor has one of the coolest entrances i've seen in the longest time his music yeah. is so creepy his full body paint right, is it's just, kind of voodoo theme. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah, a, yeah. a terrific uh visual mm-hmm. and you really feel it like yeah. that's that's intimidating to seeing that come up at you and then okay. action started minute one mm-hmm. and then you Neville know Baylor. and neville's got his corkscrew backflip splashes and the red right, arrow yeah. and everything yep yeah so what, what do you think was the best spot in this match i mean obviously you had Adrian oh. Neville coming off the top row probably on a number of occasions yeah that happened um i don't know what it's called balor has a move where um so Neville's standing up, but kind of hunched over. Balor mm-hmm. to the top rope, jumps, and basically just steps on his head. Oh, yep, yep, seen that one, yeah. Uh, that was mm-hmm. vicious. He has a move called the Sling Blade, mm-hmm. where he wraps around you, grabs your head, and throws you down. That one was real cool. Um, okay. I think they called it a Pele Kick, where he uh, falls backward, but kicks you in the head as he falls down. That okay. was just real cool to see. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, um, who, 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 who took the victory in this oh, match? Oh, Balor. Balor. Balor won. Yeah. It was very close. There were so many near falls, but Balor took it, which means he has a shot at the NXT title. Oh, uh, no more contender. Okay. Can't wait for that match. Yeah, you which, get that belt, you could be the next to go up, you know? You know, leading me to believe, once again, that we're going to get Neville up on, oh, on that, SmackDown. That's true, though. If they, don't, if they don't put the NXT belt on, on someone, you mm-hmm. know, you can assume that if that person's been there a while, that yeah, they could probably be moving mm-hmm. up to the main roster, which would be exciting, because... Uh, I think Adrian Neville could bring a lot to WWE. Yes. He's um, a high flyer. We don't have a lot of those mm-hmm. right now. We have a few. The Usos, obviously, but in singles competition, not a lot of yeah. not a lot of little high, uh, small guys, cruiserweights. And the and the, uh, the current state of things with the minor belts, the U.S. Mm-hmm. and the Intercontinental Championship, they're both kind of dead in the water. We need more. So we need exciting guys like Adrian Neville to just beef up the challenge for those belts because it's one guy at a time does a couple of matches for it and then they move on and it just feels really boring like the belts don't mean anything. Right, we need And more. if we get Neville yep. and more guys like that yep. to all be vying for that at the same time, mm-hmm. it's really going to beef up the whole uh, mid-card. Yeah, this tried and true um, you know, undercard talent that NXT is just bursting with. Yeah. You know, we need to start sending some of those guys up and, and beefing up the rest. I mean, we got a lot of good and we'll get to that later. You know, we got a lot of big stars on Raw and yeah. SmackDown right now, but you gotta fill out if you're gonna have a three-hour show mm-hmm. or a pay-per-view with eight or nine matches. You gotta have that lower card to build up, and I think a lot of these guys would be a good fit for Especially that. Especially when half of the pay-per-views don't even defend one of those belts, which <laughs> yeah. we need. We need to keep that happening more. Sure, sure. Uh, anyways, next up was the fatal four-way for the NXT Women's Championship, okay. right. and just like I called it last week, Charlotte did drop the belt to Sasha Banks. Wow, man, nice one. Now these women had, I believe, like a 20-minute match where all four of them had great spots and they were mm-hmm. able to just tell a real story in the ring, which is something the main roster divas never get the chance to do. Right, yeah, yeah. The, the main roster matches, I think we've said before, are just really kind of boring. Um, yeah. It's sort of become sort of... They're, they're just kind of throwaway matches. They rarely even get more than three minutes maybe, at a time. Maybe a little comic relief, you know. You had mm-hmm. Alicia Fox a while ago throwing soda everywhere. And, <laughs> and we'll get to a little bit of that more, I think, on Raw. It was kind of annoying as yeah. well. It was pretty goofy women's uh, situations. But, you know, back in NXT, it's it's just technical wrestling. Oh, yeah. It's so refreshing to see coming yep. off of your Raw and SmackDown where they're not doing anything. Yeah. They've got a three-minute match tops, and they have no time to do anything noteworthy right. at all. Yeah. So, 
Hopefully, WWE will take a page out of NXT, I guess. <laughs> we'll get some someone like Charlotte up to WWE. That'd be awesome. Last but certainly not least, the NXT Championship match between Sami Zayn and challenger Kevin Owens. Oh, God. Kevin Owens put Zayn through so much brutality. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just kind of his thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of a brawler, a little bit of and then after, fighter. Basically, after uh, several uh, medical guys from the back came to check on Zayn, oh, and wow. they were pretty sure he had a concussion, Kevin Owens put him through six more power slams, and it was vicious. Like, I was squirming while watching it. What put him, what gave him the concussion? What knocked him out originally? What do you think was oh, the turning point? I, everything. <laughs> when, when the bell rang, I think I think Zayn was already done. There was nothing wow. he could do. So Kevin Owens just, just seems him, huh? unstoppable so far. Okay. That's cool. And then the ref, uh, he had to stop the match because Zayn couldn't compete anymore, and he gave the belt to Owens, so new wow. NXT champion. Wow, it was a technical knockout, huh? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. You don't see that a lot. You rarely you see rarely I can't see remember that. the last time it's happened. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one of those unless it was a count out and someone was out of the ring, but yeah. just, just call the match But for on. the ref to stop it because... They used to try to do it to Foley all the, make Foley all the time, but that <laughs> never worked out, but wow, man. So NXT really heating up. All in all. Fantastic show. Okay, great. Well, no no real duds, just a couple that could have been better. Okay, all right. Well, then moving on to SmackDown. You know, obviously SmackDown's usually kind of boring. Yeah, but, and there but, were there were a couple of matches in the beginning yeah. that were nothing. But this I tag team... Fandango and Adam Rose had a match Ugh. that was... How many times are Fandango and Adam Rose going to have a throwaway match? The two have, like, slightly altered their gimmicks. You know, mm-hmm. Fandango was, like... Th- all happy-go-lucky kind of uh, salsa dancer. Now he's more serious, but now he still he's, dances. Now he's an angry dancer. And he's an angry dancer. And you had Adam Rose, who was the party, the Exotic Express party guy. Now he's angry party yeah. guy. I mean, it's it's just you can't just make these heel turns like like without yeah. developing the character in the first place. Very weak heel turns, if yeah. that. But we had this uh, big tag team turmoil. Yep, the internet is the website online is just buzzing about this mm-hmm. match. This was a pretty popular. This did, yeah. did a very. It was a good match from what I hear. And we haven't had a lot like this in a while. You, know, you start good. off with two tag teams. Yeah. When one of them loses, immediately another one comes right. out. And it's kind of like if you've played any video game ever, a survival <laughs> mode. Yeah. How, yeah, many, yeah. how many of these guys can you keep going up against? Right. And the first team to enter was Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Oh, geez. So they put Roman Reigns and Bryan through the gauntlet, mm-hmm. huh? Not yep. only uh, trying to rough them up before their big match at Fastlane, mm-hmm. but also... Uh, testing their chemistry together because, yep. of course, they're not happy with each other. No, yeah, I mean, well, they're obvious obvious rivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they both th- think they deserve a shot um, over the other one. Obviously, Daniel Bryan screwed um, screwed out over it after he won at the last WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble. He thinks he deserves a direct shot. Now mm-hmm. the two have to compete. I think it's fair because they sure. both deserve the shot and they should have to compete for it. That's the nature of competition, I suppose. But um. A lot of animosity between the two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of jealousy, a lot of anger. Um, it's kind of cool when they have two um, faces like this, two mm-hmm. heroes competing with one another like this. But speaking of two faces, throwing throwing my card out there, I think Roman Reigns has to turn heel. I think so. I think so. Roman the way, the way that they're heel. playing this up, yeah. the way they're playing this up, definitely one of them's got to break, and there's no way they're turning Brian heel. No, they can't. 
They've tried, and they just can't. Daniel Bryan is... The yes movement. He's he's not the same type of person, but he's kind of filling the slot as the next Cena. Yep. Where he's kind of like a permanent face. And he's so popular. I mean, mm-hmm. people, oh, just, God, everyone people just loves love him. him. He gets the crowd worked up so much with his pointing and his, and his yesing. And just the way that the two are interacting, Roman Reigns is the one with the more animosity, whereas Bryan is more or less defending himself yeah. and his right. uh, title opportunity. I mean, how, how do you think... Do you think? I think maybe a heel turn for Reigns would actually solve a lot of his issues, you know, yeah. on the mic. You know, he wouldn't have to be so relatable. He could be more stern and mm-hmm. serious, kind of like the Undertaker was when he was a heel. You know, mm-hmm. more less talking, yeah, more uh, violence, I guess. Um, you know, I wouldn't have to relate to the fans. I mean, some because sometimes Roman makes terrible jokes, and it's just not funny. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I, I, His promos have not yeah, been good at all. I think he's he's. I think he's over enough that if he turned heel, it would be outraging mm-hmm. enough. But the yeah. thing about that is that Seth Rollins already turned heel. I mean, is every member of the Shield going to turn heel? They were all heels. I say they were all heels before. And then they were popular, and then one by one, they split off and become heels again. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just kind of silly, I think. You know, but you know, that is, that's what happens when you put up stables. You know, that's yeah. what happens. I you mean, they got to so- break up eventually. Something has to just liven him up because he's, mm-hmm. he's getting stagnant, and yeah. the position that he is in in the company, that's not a place he can be right now. No, yeah, he's been getting a pretty big push for a while now, and he's had a real hard time delivering on the mm-hmm. cable on the weekly shows. I um, think he's done pretty well in the ring. Yeah. Um, doesn't do a lot in the ring. Um, kind of the same moves over and over again. Superman punch, obviously the spear. Yeah, it's not exceptional, but it's pretty consistent. Like it's he's consistent. never, pu- he's not turning out bad matches. No, they're no, all no. good, but they're not great. Right. And um, you know, if you could just up that, get a little bit more violent, do a few different more moves, which turning heel would be a good time to add some more moves. Oh yeah. You saw when Seth Rollins turned, he started doing the curb stomp. Mm-hmm. So you know, give him something like that. Have him. I don't know what, maybe even side with Seth Rollins as former S.H.I.E.L.D. brothers. Who maybe, knows? or uh, uh, potential, what if uh, if Paul Heyman were to turn on Lesnar, Heyman joins with Reigns. Oh, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Then that would take Lesnar out of the picture because he's only a part of time, and then Reigns, yep. wow. And then that fixes Reigns' yep. uh, microphone well, you, capability. Well, you called the Fatal 4-Way at NXT, so let's see what you got. Uh, let's, see how, let's see how far I can keep calling him. <laughs> I'm good right. so far. Cool, so how did this tag team turmoil match end up? Oh, well... Uh, Reigns and Brian ran through pretty much everyone. We yep. had the Matadors out there. Oh, we had the Usos. Yep. We had um, lower card wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, Heath Slater and Titus O'Neil and their weird barely a tag team. Yeah. <laughs> the Ascension and then finally Kane and Big Show. And the reason that Brian and Reigns won wasn't because of them uh, sticking together and fighting through. It was actually because Kane and Big Show started fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. And so maybe uh, we're we're seeing a. Uh, a tease of a split in the middle of the authority. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Did Kanan, Kanan, Big Show, not friends, right? Didn't Didn't Big Show give him a knockout punch? Yes, he did. That very night, right on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Yeah, I remember that now. Gave him a knockout punch. So I mean, Big Show's got to be out. You'd think so, because I don't. I don't see Triple H uh, giving the boot to Kane. Right. That's, that's basically his right hand man. Right. Exactly. So wow, Big Show. Flipping and flopping left and right. He's good guy. He's a bad guy. He's a good guy. He's a bad he's, guy. He's been doing this for years. But That's why I, yeah. I can't. I can't ever really care about Big Show anymore because mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks he's going to change sides again. It's just interesting because he never really cheats. He doesn't really have to do that. He just yeah. is kind of like nicer a jerk. You know, mm-hmm. he's just kind of nicer. He's he's like nice and friendly and happy go lucky. Then he gets angry, turns heel. Yeah. It's just it's just kind of it's kind of a weird character, but he's been around forever. So you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. I guess. He's <laughs> I, I still guess pretty so. fun to watch. Monday Night so, Raw. Yep, Monday Raw. Yep, it was it was a pretty good show overall. Yeah, I think um, so. You know, for three hours, though, you know, that's, you know, it mm-hmm. was good. They stretched it. I don't think they stretched anything too much. No. 
Started out with a pretty good uh, segment with uh, John Cena mm-hmm. and uh, Rusev. Building that up a little bit more. S- Cena finally getting the revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Throwing. he he looked he looked strong over Rusev this mm-hmm. time. He uh, knocked him out. Yeah, threw him into the uh, the LED lights yep. where everyone enters from a couple times. Yep. And Rusev's then, first true sign of weakness. Honestly, the first time you've seen him like get knocked down is not moving. Mm-hmm. Perhaps knock it, knock it back up. Perhaps the monster can be defeated. Yeah, and John Cena after um you know comes in uh, obviously okay let's take him back last week you know Cena had the eye injury Rusev targeted that threw him into the into the wall. Mm-hmm. John Cena kind of did the same thing to Rusev this time except obviously bashed his head into the wall mm-hmm. and, and knocked him unconscious. But what was interesting to me about that was after that was over, John Cena hoisting the United States title belt over his head. See, I thought this was a this was this wasn't about the belt so much. Oh, it's John Cena, you know. You know, but maybe it is. I, I'll be honest. When we talked about this before, I completely negated the fact that the belt was involved. Now, if the belt's involved, Cena's not going to win it. But I'm also talking about trying to make the belts more serious, and what better way to make the belt serious than to give it to Cena for a couple weeks? 15-time World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, I mean, mean, if Cena were to have the U.S. title for just a brief period of time, that would make it really serious. Those two feud and just pass it back and forth, you know? I mean, People gunning for a belt that Cena is holding are immediately serious people. Right, and that would get a lot of, you know, they could have the the mid-belts with bringing up this mid-talent, facing someone like Cena could really put them over. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I, I Take back what I said. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's a good idea for Cena to get the U.S. title. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Ambrose, Dean Ambrose had a bit where he claimed that by the end of the night, oh, he yep. was going to have Barrett sign a he contract a shot at that IC for an IC belt, whether he wanted to or not. He wants that title. And then Ambrose uh, defeated former IC champion Luke Harper right. a couple weeks after he beat an IC champion Curtis Axel, claiming he was going to move through all of them until he got to Barrett. Sure. And then later in the night, Barrett had a match against Miz Dow, and there was some more Miz tension. We'll talk about that in a second. But Ambrose got Barrett zip-tied around oh, yeah. the corner post mm-hmm. and forced him to sign a contract. Yep. Now, whether that would stand in any court is beyond the question oh, well, because the, this this is television. The court of Raw, though. <laughs> the court of Raw. But we what are happens? getting... Ambrose Barrett for the IC belt, which I also called, and I love the idea of that. Yeah, that'll be a great match. Um, Ambrose's character, I think, is very strong, Mm -hmm. um, very relatable. I thought he was doing a great job being kind of the Stone Cold Steve Austin of yes, and I think that's why I love him so much because Stone Cold is my favorite of all time. Oh, obviously, yeah. Um, but you know, a little stalled lately after he ended that feud with Bray Wyatt with the ambulance match and the what was it, the miracle on. What Miracle is, on 34th Street fight. Yeah. Where you they know, fought each other with Christmas trees. Christmas presents. That yeah, was, was silly. It was pretty goofy. Um, and, you know, so Ambrose has kind of stalled lately, and um, it's been taken out of the main event picture. And, uh, you know, this quest for the IC title belt is just, I think, giving new momentum to him. Yeah. I mean, and helping am, am him maybe ups- work his way back up. Am I upset about him not getting a big title shot? Yes. Am I really, really happy with him getting a title shot at all? Very much so. Yeah. Not only will the belt uh, make Ambrose better, I think Ambrose will make the belt better. Absolutely, and that's kind of what we're talking about all 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 week is is just elevating the using this talent they've been developing to elevate these belts, elevate yeah. other talent. The belts really um, need to mean something. They do, and they really they really haven't lately. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's been kind of tough to care about IC title. Yeah, I mean, how many times has the Intercontinental belt? switched hands in the past right. couple months. Since Biggie Langston lost it, he had it for a long time. And yeah. He dropped it, and it's just been flopping like, ever since. Ziggler had it, and then Miz won it, and then lost it the very next night. Yeah. Like, if if you're going to be a champion, how are you losing it in less than a day of having it? We need to make our champions look 
more serious, which one of the best things that NXT does is when someone gets a belt, they pretty much don't ever lose until they're actually losing the belt itself. Mm-hmm. And when we've oh, got... Oh, don't lose non-title matches, yeah. Yeah, you don't lose your non-title matches. If you're going to have the belt, you need to be the best. Yeah. And once you just start losing plus matches this, left and right, what does the belt mean? Plus, WWE's been putting on a lot of non-title matches, too. It's almost like a surprise. Like, oh, great, the belt's on, li- on the line. Yeah. It's in the ring, and it, oh, wait, this is a non-title match. Well, what's the point of that? Why exactly. not just defend the title every week? And that's the thing, is there is no point almost all of the time. Yeah. So... Uh, so with Miz down there, uh, Miz pulling more of his shenanigans from last week where mm-hmm. he's uh, sitting at ringside and demanding that Miz Dow uh, gives him water, shine his shoes, uh, buff out his sunglasses, whatever. Yeah. Just more, more, more obvious tension between the two of them. Right. There's a split. There's a WrestleMania match. Nothing real new to say there. Right. Something that is a little bit more new is the tension between the Rhodes brothers. Ah, uh, yes. Dusty Rhodes himself, excuse me, Dusty Rhodes himself was there at Raw. <laughs> the American dream. Trying to connect his two sons, and mm-hmm. it looked like it was working. Bring they them back shook together. hands, yep. they looked good. It was close. And then uh, Stardust gave the uh, the famous crossroads move to mm-hmm. Goldust, right. making the heel turn official. Right, it was official, especially after those words he had with Dusty backstage. Oh, yeah. He said his father was dead. Mm-hmm. Don't ever call me Cody again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he's gotten really, and he did a really good job in that promo, oh, yeah. too. I mean, I think oh, yeah. uh, he's going to be a good heel. Definitely. I love Cody. Goldust started out I mean, as a heel. I mean, I mean Stardust. I didn't call him Cody. Yeah. I promise I didn't. So we'll see. I think Goldust is kind of running out of time. He's pretty old, and mm-hmm. this I think they've got they've shift. got one big rivalry match before we maybe see Goldust come back as a manager of sorts. Okay, interesting. Cool. Uh, we've got some more uh, tension oh. building between Paige like and we the Bella this twins. This wardrobe malfunction was just so pointless. Yeah, uh, the Bellas stole Paige's uh, ring gear, and then Paige stole clothing from one of Adam Rose's rosebuds, and she wrestled in a weird. Uh, Basically, tie dye tutu or right. something. Some she sort of ballerina outfit. Like a candy fairy or something. And it was just, it was a dumb way to build tension. It was like, haha, we stole your clothes. Now you look she silly. She didn't look upset about it at all. Even She didn't even yeah, really no. play it up. She no, did the but, page tap out, and that was kind of it. Yeah, but I mean, the the motivation from the Bellas is, haha, you look silly now. That means we're better than you. And it's it's just ridiculous. And the fact that. Getting back to the fact that uh, main roster women's matches mean almost nothing, mm. we've got the Bellas on uh, commentary so frequently, uh, and all Nikki does is yep. talk about herself or talk about Total Divas. Right. It's and just promoting the show. I, I, mean, get, pretty much... I get that you have to promote your other shows, but yeah. when you're promoting yourself instead of the division, sure. Uh, there, was a mo- there was a moment, I think it was back on SmackDown, okay. uh, Byron Saxton said, hey, didn't you notice that there's a, a Divas match going on right now? And Nikki actually said, no, I didn't. <laughs> and you know who else didn't notice there was a Divas match going on? Everyone no watching. Else. Yep, everybody else. I mean, I think this um, Total Divas thing is really done a, almost just a... I mean, I really think it's honestly just done a disservice yeah. to the women's division because now you got reality stars that are on this kind of odd show, mm-hmm. and in order for that odd show to even be real, they have to be wrestlers, and so you just have reality actresses basically and even then you look at they're not even very good in the ring and and all they do is plug this show and every match i mean almost every like how many how many of the women's wrestlers are on that show now like like eight six maybe? of them eight of them like and, pretty much the whole division is and on you that look show. at the cast of total divas and then you look at the the divas wrestling division 
who is the best diva, AJ Lee, not on the show. Not on the show, yeah. She probably refused. She's been pretty opinionated. Who was the next best diva, Paige, and she wasn't on the show until just recently. And why is she on the show? I don't know. She does not fit in with that show. They got Natalia on the show as well, another really great wrestler who's being underutilized. And the Bella Twins are just like, I don't know, they're just, Vince McMahon must just love the Bella Twins or something. They're just getting all the push, and I don't see any value. I mean, they're just Mm -hmm. goofy fashion models. Uh, after that, Dolph Ziggler and mm-hmm. Seth Rollins put on a match with no real uh, story purpose, but Ziggler and Rollins are two of the best in-ring workers yeah. there are, and oh, I yeah. will watch them wrestle any day of the week. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler really surprises from the mid-card sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and I think this match was no exception. Um, him, and, him and Rollins, you know, they really went at it. Both were pretty quick, both, uh, you know, pull moves out of thin air. and Once um, again, real good super kicks, my favorite thing to yep. see. Yep, both of them, I think, too, right? I mean, And then we got another big problem, though, is just I feel like every single match is ending in disqualification. Mm-hmm. Ziggler pulls off a huge zigzag, mm-hmm. and then Jay and Jay, who were actually kicked out, come back and pull him off, yeah. and then Ryback and Rowan come out and fight yeah, them all. And been, just why can't we have a match end for real? It's been happening a lot. You know, lots of run-ins. I mean, we got kind of like sort of a, a couple, you know, a stable going on with this authority, so, you know, obviously a lot of DQs, mm-hmm. them interfering. But yeah, it just kind of makes it a little. It's, it's I, I see it's meant I think to build up to actual matches sure. in the special events. But why do we need like actual? Why why can't we have actual like full matches mm-hmm. on TV? Like why does it, these just have to be half matches that end in DQ? Not everything has to build up to something else. Just give me a match yeah. where it it's fully confined in this show and it wraps it up and it's good right there with a real ending. Right. That's all I yeah, want. That's all I want. And we know Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins can deliver that, so let's see some of that on Monday Night Raw next time, hopefully. Well, Triple H um, came to the ring, had a big promo. Mm-hmm. Had to uh, address right. the Everyone Sting was, incident from last week. Everyone's wondering if Sting's going to be on Raw. Is he going to come out of the audience? Is he going to come from the rafters? What's going to happen? The best thing, I think, about the way Triple H is talking about this is even though he is putting up such a big front about how Sting is nothing, you can right. still tell how much he really respects him. Right. Like, if you think this time last year, Triple H giving promos like this about Daniel Bryan, oh, he no. would say bad things about Daniel Bryan, and you felt like he meant it. Right. You can now tell he says, fear. he says bad things about Sting, but there's so much respect, and I right. think you're right, a little bit of fear in there. Right. You can hear the insecurity. You're giving the promo, and you're also putting over your rival at the same time. That just builds everything up about it, and I don't think there's any negatives there. And then we got to see uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair come to the ring. Yup. And everybody knows Triple H has been very vocal that Ric Flair is, like, his biggest influence. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair yeah. is, like, the run wrestler that he he does a lot of his moves from mm-hmm. the knee lift and the, the knee drops. And you look you at know, evolution. So if you even, you've even seen Triple H and uh, pull, pull out the figure for a leg lock from time to time. Every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. So. And then yeah. Ric Flair, he, he told him, he's like, Triple H... Do not take Sting lightly. Right. You know, because Sting and Flair had so many matches in WCW. Especially when Sting was first starting out and Triple H or uh, Ric Flair was building him up and Mm -hmm. putting him over. um, That was his first, that was Sting's first match in WCW. 1987 Clash of Champions uh, 1, I think. Ridiculous. One of the first Clash of the Champions in Mm -hmm. 1987. Flair versus Sting go to a 45 minute decision. That's one of the greatest matches of all time. Oh, it's so good. National Wrestling Alliance that a lot of people don't realize. Um, Sting was a real young guy. Um, obviously, Ric Flair, the champion, going all to all the different territories, defending the title. Sting was I think, somewhere in California, mm-hmm. in California Beach, and um, you know, just out of the gate, just puts on a great match. And then time and time again, Flair and Sting meet, and and sometimes you know, Flair 
Obviously a great wrestler, but Sting would get him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sting would definitely get him. They were a huge rivalry in the 80s. Triple and H got mad at Ric Flair. Yeah. Pushed him over. It and, was odd. And let me just say, don't push Ric Flair over. Dude's a million years old. He's going to break something. Right. I can't do that anymore. He can't even get in the ring anymore. because He has so much trouble walking. Yeah, I mean... It was, and and I th- I think that Triple H has been, you know, he's been angry before, mm-hmm. but he hasn't been this like incised incited to 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 shove Nature Boy like yeah, that. Yeah, his I mean, this friend. Is, yeah, they're they're like he's that's like his almost like his a father figure to Triple Basically. H. And um, he's so insecure and so fearful and so just stressed out about this whole thing that he's mm-hmm. screaming in Flair's face. Which, all in all, is making me more and more excited for this right. actual confrontation. Triple H will do anything to win this match. And that is good news for the fans. You know when the Cerebral Assassin is in a situation where he will do anything, like when you would face Cactus Jack, you know, mm-hmm. he will do anything in that bar in that uh, no-holds-barred match uh, when Cactus Jack made his return back in, like, 2000, I think. Yeah. Triple H will do anything. He's not afraid to pull out thumbtacks, mm-hmm. barbed wire tour first, but whatever, whatever he's got to do to fight Sting. That famous sledgehammer. Oh, yes, of course, the sledgehammer. How could, how could we forget <laughs> to mention when Triple H pulls the sledgehammer out from under the ring? What is it doing under there in the first place? Well, he's the well, boss. They, they so. lay in railroad ties in the area there. I mean, it's a huge hammer. I don't. I mean, but yeah, we'll see. It's going to be the baseball bat versus the sledgehammer. I think. Let's talk about at least my favorite thing about Monday Night Raw. The Ascension came out to face Darren Young, who's been out on injury for the longest time, and some unnamed guy. And they started beating him up before the match even began. They're double-teaming Darren Young. And who comes out to save him but Titus O'Neil? Mm-hmm. Primetime players, they might be back in action. Wow. Yeah, bringing another big tag team back, yeah. And they, they broke up almost exactly a year ago. Okay. They uh, Those two had a match at last year's Elimination Chamber, and that was pretty much the end of them. And then they both fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. If they were to come back with all these tag teams breaking up and then we're bringing more back in... Mm-hmm. Primetime players getting a brief title shot, at least. I mm-hmm. love the idea of that. Darren mm-hmm. Young is great in ring. Titus isn't great, but he's still pretty good, and neither of them are ever really tested. Right. So, yeah, to see see the primetime players and Ascension, that's a good uh, feud to build up, I yeah. think, to a title shot for one of those two very new teams. Um, the Ascension, you know, they got a bit of a gimmick, you know, the Legion of Doom, the, mm-hmm. you know, the Road Warriors, but, like, it's been a long time since then, and I, I think it's I, I think it's still pretty fresh. I, I kind of yeah. enjoyed that. I hadn't seen them I haven't seen them in the ring too much, but the match last mm-hmm. night I liked their entrance. I like the way they wrestle. I think them against the primetime players yeah. will really start to build up more tag. Teams. If we give it a real shot, I think it can go places. If we just give those four guys like even even just a ten minute match, mm-hmm. see what they can do with mm-hmm. that. I would love that. Good, yeah, it'd be awesome. So, final segment, the main event was. Uh, well, why don't you describe right. Daniel Bryan and the Big Show? Daniel Bryan and Big Show had a match, and Roman Reigns was at ringside, and okay. he was uh, his whole bit there was not taking Bryan seriously, and right. he wasn't paying attention. He was signing people's arms and taking selfies with people in the crowd. Okay, and then uh, just being cocky. Yeah, and then some of it spilled out onto the edge, and the three of them kind of started to fight. Right. And at the very end, Roman Reigns. Uh, Superman punched the Big Show, mm. giving Big Show the win via DQ. Right. And Brian and Reigns got into at least a 15-minute brawl yep. in the ring, outside on. of the it ring. It went all over the arena. That animosity yep. I didn't see coming between the two of them. It's a really interesting angle because you got these two faces. Both have been pretty much you know blacklisted by the authority, um, both trying to you know get, get 
get over that 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 barrier barricade of their mm-hmm. boss having it out for them, preventing them from getting big matches, putting them in handicap matches, teaming them together, mm-hmm. and the two are just they're I think that they're just ready to go at Fastlane. Yeah, they just want to get this over with. Am I going to WrestleMania? Am I not going to WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. I gotta be. You know, they both want it so bad, and it's becoming that number one contenders match is getting so close that this this tension is just yeah. starting to over starting to boil over. And with with a guy like Brian, I was expecting you know he'll lead the match and it'll be sure. a bit more technical than usual. But with this brawl, I think they're just going to be they're just going to wow. be outright physical. Wow, yeah. So Brian, you know, surprisingly holding his own in a, in a brawl yeah. against against Roman Reigns. Brian, much more of a technical wrestler, submission mm-hmm. master, and uh, Roman Reigns, big brawler, Superman punch, spear. But yeah, very much, very close on this brawl. I mean, I don't think there was a clear winner. No. I don't think anyone really, one really knocked the other one out or anything. No, and it's getting personal. Yeah, they were they were getting real vicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what were some of the spots that you noticed? I, I Mick Foley was on Facebook today, just just, <laughs> just praising this brawl. So maybe we should talk a little bit more. But what were some of the key spots? Oh well, I mean, it's they do a lot of their usual moves. Sure. Uh, you know, Dana Bryan. Uh, Throws throws reins through the ropes and then uh, jumps over and throws him into the barricade like he right, always yep, does. You yep. know he's got his kicks. You know you've got your Superman punch. You've got your spear. It was the the spots themselves were nothing particularly new. Right. Just the aggression that they put into you them. You just see the fe- the anger in their faces, mm-hmm. and it went on for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. So and the refs came out and split them apart. They shook hands and then kept fighting uh, after that. Yep, yeah, I love when that happens. Uh, and it they each had like four, five refs splitting them apart because it took that many people to break them up. Right, yeah. Wow, yeah. It was, I mean, it's crazy when two wrestlers go in the brawl and all the refs come out mm-hmm. and they try to pull them away. I mean, those refs, they, they never really, they're pretty futile. Well, yeah. It's pretty funny to watch, honestly, when... Uh, my favorite was, you know, it's, you got like Stone Cold Steve Austin with a bunch of refs, and he just throws them off, uh-huh. them, you know, and <laughs> they go flying. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's... It's it's gotten to that point. You know, we haven't seen such aggression. I don't think in a while with mm-hmm. the reality era. You know, especially now from a face. Right. Let's just if they if they put that. I mean, sometimes these weekly shows, these brawls will inspire. I mean, I would like to see them make they maybe make that a no DQ match at Fastlane. After a brawl like that, yeah. you know, the fans want to see it. So I don't I don't know if they'll do something like that so soon, but right. you know, anything can happen. Anything could. So yeah. That's that was Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, now let's. I guess we'll just recap Fast Lane and mm-hmm. um, get get moving here. So here we are. Confirmed matches. Uh, just to recap, we've got Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Right. Obviously, that's heating up with the brawl we just talked about. Mm-hmm. We've got Cena Rusev. Cena Rusev. Paige Nikki Bella. Right. Dean Finally, a- hopefully, put an end to the Paige Nikki Bella thing. <laughs> so we can focus on something else in the women's division. Uh, Dean Ambrose, Bad News Barrett. Rooting for Ambrose. And then it's also like, just announced the Usos oh, versus Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Kidd and Cesaro getting a title shot, huh? Now, my favorite thing about these confirmed matches, four belts defended, mm. and then the Brian Reigns match is just one step away from a belt. It's all very belt-oriented. Yeah, we've got five matches that are all about a belt, right. whether it's directly or not. All of the belts are involved, right. which has not happened in the longest time. So it looks good for WrestleMania. They could be trying to build all these belts up so that we can have some championship matches at WrestleMania. You I know? certainly I think in the next so. couple of weeks you're going to see more title defenses. You're going to see mm-hmm. bigger stars getting the belts. You're going to see, you know, just more more action with the championship belts. I can um, only hope. There's the uh, tag team Intercontinental, United States, uh, obviously the championship, the mm-hmm. WWE championship, and um, yeah, those those those. Group, 
those need to happen. You know, mm-hmm. that's like yeah. that's like one of that was when I was a little kid. That was like my one of my favorite parts of wrestling mm-hmm. was the belts and get um, those belts around and defend them more often and mm-hmm. make the matches mean. It, it something. adds a lot to the it adds a lot to the show and hopefully we'll see more of that in the next coming weeks. Hopefully WrestleMania will have you know, I, I mean I've there've been WrestleManias where every title is on the line. You mm-hmm. can hope and you can pray. Yeah, that's always great. Obviously they have Night of Champions, but mm-hmm. just needs to happen. Yep. Okay, and then, you know, in closing, um, obviously Fastlane, Sting and Triple H are going to have some kind of confrontation. I don't mm-hmm. think they've confirmed an, a match yet. I don't think it's a match, but right. I bet there will be some fighting. There will be some fighting, maybe a brawl, maybe a street mm-hmm. fight um, into and, the audience. Yeah, and then we'll get an actual match at WrestleMania, right. which is only like six weeks away now. Oh, man, to see the Stinger at WrestleMania, never thought you'd see that. Mm-hmm. Had to have given up on that back in the 90s. <laughs> Scorpion death drop at the show of all shows. Yeah, that'll be awesome to see. So, again, this has been The Ringmasters, episode number four. Um, talking about NXT, Raw, SmackDown, previewing Fastlane. Uh, my name's Adrian Headache Hedden. I'm, um, I'm Nick Powerhouse Potter. <laughs> and, uh, yep, again, um, we're The Ringmasters. Stay tuned uh, next week for more on wrestling. Follow us on the road to WrestleMania 31. And listen to us and see him live channel on iTunes. Thank you.